Welcome in to the Lion's Den. I'm Tom Maggot alongside Spencer, the Gov, Warren, Spenno, howdy. Afternoon. Actually, it's still morning. Morning. It could be afternoon for anybody who's listening. We it's don't know. It's a podcast. Yeah. It's the beauty of the podcast. We're recording, what is it, Wednesday? I've been <laughs> all sorts of messed up with my days this week. What is it? It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday, yeah. It definitely is Wednesday, the Wednesday. 9th. Yeah. We're recording on Wednesday morning, the 9th. We normally go earlier in the week. We decided against that this time around. Look, we didn't have to do this podcast. Decided that we should for the people out there. Um, no, no, no Major League Soccer. No club soccer uh, around the world this week. As there's an international break. A number of players from RSL are out of the state and representing their country. Let's go through them quickly. Douglas Martinez is with Honduras. Jefferson Savarino is with Venezuela. Albert Rusnax with Slovakia, Sam Johnson, Liberia, and Corey Baird is representing the U.S. men's national team. Then you've got, so that's five people, but then you've got... No, you've got five, you've got five with the under-23s. Five with the under-23s. So David Ochoa, Justin Glad, Aaron Herrera, Bofo Salcedo, and Brooks Lennon yeah, are all awesome. with the under-23s. Uh, Jason Kreiss's mob down there in Miami. Yeah, no, it's awesome, isn't it? I mean, it's just just fantastic. You know, it's, it's a testament to the, again, the academy, the the amount of minutes that the, these young players have had. David Ochoa stepping up from the under twenties to the under twenty threes. Um, you know, I've always been, and, and I think I am still of the opinion that when Nicky retires, that we bring in another goalkeeper. But at the same time, the traction that David Ochoa is getting internationally and with the Monarchs and the fact that Andrew Putner has not let RSL down at all and also got good traction with the Monarchs, you're actually in really safe hands. Well, um, Ask Bomber happened via the Twitter waves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you see it? I did, Andy I did. Andy Williams, beloved Andy, who we love, one of the main scouts for... Well, he's, what, is he in charge now? He's the head scout. He's the head scout. Always been the head scout, though, but, you know. I mean, normally the general manager is essentially the head scout, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, just the title of title. head scout. He's the one who does all the travelling anyway. Right. Or I would say Most 90% of. of the travelling. Yeah, because Craig, rest in peace, used to do some. <laughs> um, but regardless, Bomber was on Twitter. He said, look, now that we've clinched the three seed that we'll also talk more about, what questions do you have for me? And one of the, one fan out there asked Bomber regarding the goalkeeper situation, and um, and Bomber's re- response was that uh, the next best RSL goalkeeper or the next number one for RSLs in the building already, which would suggest Spencer the Gavorn that uh, it, it is David Ochoa or Andrew Putner. Who yeah. would be the uh, the next RSL goalkeeper? Yeah, I wouldn't say no, uh, but things change. Uh, we've got a long off season. Yep. New GM's going to be coming in. If that isn't going to be Elliot Fall, who's the interim GM right now, um, I think he's deserved the crack myself personally. But uh, at, the, at the same time, there, there might be uh, changes with the coaching staff. The coaching staff might have a different opinion of, of goalkeeping situations. Might want to bring in a guy that they have already, which they would discuss with the GM, um, and you come to some kind of agreement. Uh, but at the same time, as I said, you know, at the start of the uh, the podcast, Andrew Putin has not let RSL down, has got done some really good stuff down at the Monarchs. David Ochoa has uh, earned bench spots with uh, with Real Salt Lake, has done very well with the Monarchs and done very well with the under-20s, now gets to call up to the under-23s. I mean, it's all trending in the right direction and uh, probably will save a little bit of money as well there. So um gives you another opportunity to bring in other young goalkeepers as well, but... 
It's going to be a long off-season. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fascinating. Um, So we like to indulge in adult beverages after RSL games. Just one, because we all drive, right? So we have to be safe. Exactly, yes. Um, uh, And normally we go into the Lions Club, which we love, by the way. You know, great atmosphere, win or lose, you know. Well, we get to sit down with uh, Brian Dunseth and get some, some... you know, information yes. and, and uh, thoughts, ideas only, about the he's game. not the only No, guy. no, no. I mean, you, you get a little bit of Matt Gashkin there, you get a little bit of Tarrant, Elliot Fall, Elliot Bomber. Fall's where I was going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because Elliot Fall is now the interim general manager. Let's just assume, for argument's sake, I'm completely making this up on the spot. I have no, I have no inside knowledge as to whether or not this will actually take place. But let's just assume Elliot Fall takes over as the general manager. Mm-hmm. Full-time general manager. That's yeah. his title. Do you think Elliot still comes in and enjoys a Dr. Pepper with us after games? Because Craig wasn't one to really get involved in kind of the social aspect that much. Craig will come in at the end when it completely died down. Just to say, yeah, no, I was there. You missed me. You missed me. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd make some kind of funny comment and then he'd, he'd be off again, straight to his office. Like sometimes we'd walk out with him at the end of the yes. night and he'd be straight into his office but, again. But Elliot, I mean, he's there with two Dr. Peppers in... in double fisting Dr. Peppers. double fisting Dr. Peppers. Absolutely. Like it's no one's business. Um. Elliot has worked incredibly hard for for the opportunity, um, and whatever I, I think, whatever lands at his feet, um, he will, you know, do what he has to do to to make himself uh, as you know as as good as he possibly can be when it comes to um, uh, being a, a general manager. He's been with the team for such a long time, and and you know, team admin to start off with. Well, I mean, before you know, he was in the main front office when I used to work with him as well, and then to team admin and to the position he's in right now. I mean, it's just been a natural progression for him. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure he'll come in for the occasional beverage. I was with him on on Sunday uh, last Sunday, right? Uh, the he... Houston uh, Dynamo. Go, you, you weren't able to make that because you're with the uh, the lovely Kate up in uh, yes wherever you were. Yeah, we're Again. up in Park City. Exactly, um, and, and he's very relaxed. Um, if he gets I, I mean, the I think job, he's, I think he's excited at the same time, though. Because well, it's yeah. on his resume now. Right. Interim general manager. It's a big step from assistant. Um, if you get, if he gets the job, are you going to you know, apply? <laughs> I don't Why think, wouldn't you? I, Elliot knows my, my thoughts. Me and Elliot talk weekly uh, about, uh, about things. Uh, not just uh, soccer-related, life-related. And, uh, you know, he's, he's somebody I... Uh, I'm very proud of that. I, I, he's one of the first people I met when I uh, came to the organization uh, and came to the States, you know, in general. And, you know, I think he's just uh, done really well for himself. So, yeah, absolutely, I go to him for advice here and there when I need it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'd love to go back and, and work for RSL, uh, whether they have me or not, is a, is a completely different subject altogether. Well, this is a great platform to start <laughs> pushing. <laughs> Absolutely. They, Adding they know. pressure. They know. They know. Elliot. Elliot, if you're listening, which you probably are, <laughs> and if you're not, someone over there is. I'm gonna I'm gonna send in the link later on when you post it. Um I tell you what though. Seven twenty um, is when we stop finish stop talking about it. So about seven minutes. Down let's shoot to seven minutes. Seven minutes? Okay, mm. good job. Um so talk to me. Um Dunny released a t- or sent a tweet out yesterday with regards to the crossbar challenge, mm. you and he KSLsports.com. Mm. Um, doesn't have a name that the no. the show right now, but no. uh, what's it? You know, generally, what's what's the kind of idea behind it? Because I I don't really know myself. I don't I don't really know either. <laughs> so it's just going to be crossbar so he, challenge no, in the end. No, no, no. So here's what happened. Um, about a week before the old gaffer got the sack. Yes. Otherwise known as Mike Petke. Yes. Danny comes to me. He's like, hey, if um if this coaches show thing doesn't end up working out because Mike loses his job, 
I want to do something with you. And I thought he was talking about doing something with KSL. So I'm like, righto, Dunny, but you know I'm not the right person to speak to, you know. You've got Tanya, the the VP here, Nate, the sports director, like Mm -hmm. speak to them. And then like half an hour later, I I came back to me and I'm like, right, maybe he was talking about wants to do something with me, not... Not anyway, so it turns out he did want to do something with me. So I said, all right, what do you want to do? He did, I don't know. What do you want to do? I said, I don't know. So I said, well, let's start here. We start crossbar challenge, uh, which I lost. I mean, there's no – I mean, I'm not looking down at the end of my nose at you because it's Brian Dunseth. He's uh, only lost header. once in the crossbar. You know, cause he know, you know how we used to do the crossbar challenge back in the day? Yeah. But only a bunch, the, only, the only person he lost to, take a guess. Javier Morales. No, that's who I thought as well. I don't know that. You, Jeff Kassar. Wow. Jeff Jeff was a goalkeeper. They can put that thing on a dime. All they do is kick balls at each other. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, dopey, sloppy Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's my mate. But yeah, I mean, fair enough. Jeff's put on 50 pounds. It's because he's got that restaurant. What? He owns a restaurant? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when he's not when he's not uh, goalkeeper coaching for the under twenty threes, he uh, he goes back home and he he runs his restaurant in Texas. Restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Is he cook? I mean, what does he do? Just manages it. I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't get that much of an opportunity to talk to him with regards to uh, exactly what he was doing with his own restaurant because we were in the it was at the uh, the LA Galaxy game. We we're in right. the hallway and uh, he gave me a bear hug. I, I li- literally lost all the breath out of my lungs. Big fella now. Uh, well, he's, he's and he's a goalkeeper, wasn't he? So he's he's got that upper body strength. Like, yeah. Anyway, so he squeezes mm-hmm. me, and I'm a bit chubby and not as strong as him. And <laughs> you've got asthma. all right, Jeff. Yeah, yeah carry asthma. on. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that was, that was yeah. He's doing well for himself. Always immaculately tanned, isn't he? Just immaculately tanned. He is. He is immaculately tanned. Um, but he, I think he is on the Dr. Peppers a bit too much because his skin colour is starting to go a bit purple <laughs> in the cheek. Yeah. All red. Well, you know, but I mean, look, retired now. You know. All the more power to him. I'm bit, no, a bit I'm of part-time hit. work with the under-23 goalkeeping uh, or under-23 Olympic team and, uh, you know, a bit of time, part-time work with his restaurant. Glorious. No, he seems life. happy, which is... Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, uh, Brian Dunseth and I um, are doing some sort of show. We don't have a name. There have been a few submissions. Uh, Start like- dates. Dunny Down Under is a name. Mine was uh, Kicks kick and Giggles. Hard. No, no, Kick Hard and Follow Through. Kick Hard and Follow Through. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't go that route. Oh, boring. Uh, <laughs> and essentially, we're, we're, we're going to be talking. I don't know when the start date will be. That's oh. up to uh, Nate or Tanya to decide. But we literally just went and, and shot the you-know-what around last night. And um, two transplants. You're a third, so I'm sure we'll have you on, Spenno. Uh, living in Utah, kind of going about our business in different ways, right? He's got the professional soccer thing going down. I've got the college football aspect. And I've got pocket. talking absolute rubbish aspect. Mm, which most English do. Exactly. Well done. Thank you. So uh, anyway, without further ado. Let's get let's, let's talk about soccer. Can we? Yeah, come on. RSL clinched a third place. How Brilliant. in the world? How in the world? Getting their only second win up in Vancouver as well to to clinch it. How did they get third? Like seriously? Okay, so I'll go with I'll go with this one. All right, it's very simple when you when you look at the first one. Seattle's good. Minnesota's good. Seattle were at home playing against Minnesota. They did the business at home. 
LA Galaxy's backline and goalkeeper are absolutely horrendous. And by that horrendous, goalkeeper is rubbish. Bingham. Jay Nolly, Sucks. Jay Nolly, who I work with, yes. uh, the other station, yes. uh, cannot stand Bingham. Bingham. Yeah, he doesn't like him at all. Um, that backline, that goalkeeper, are not very good. Eight goals in the last two games against teams that were already eliminated from the playoffs. One of them being Vancouver at home. Four two loss. Four, four three. three. Four three. And then they lost four two to to Houston in the last. That was absurd. That that shows you. That while Guillermo Baroscolotto is a great coach, he's got the front part right because they'll score goals for fun with Zlatan. Pavon that's come up from Boca Juniors is great. Uh, Atunia is, is also a great uh, player as well. Uh, De Santos feeding them. Great going forward. Horrendous at the back. And that's going to have to be something that will be addressed in the offseason. They finish in fifth position out of the home playoff um, uh, positions, which is to RSL's benefit and RSL get to play against a Portland Timber side that whilst they're very good are going through a little bit of strife uh, Brian uh, Hernandez Fernandez um, coming up well, you know kind of checking himself in before anything uh, went too crazy you know he's got some personal stuff going on uh, went and spoke to his team uh, at Major League Soccer so he, here's what happened yeah um, and I'll let you carry on. Brian Fernandez entered the MLS Substance Abuse and Behavioral Health Program. Mm-hmm. I guess he's dealt with abuse issues in the past. He'll be unavailable for team activities until he has undergone an assessment and is cleared to play by the Substance Abuse Program doctors. And one of the articles I was reading suggested that he's likely to miss Portland's entire playoff run as he undergoes treatment. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's not that big of a deal, right? He's only played in eight matches this season. He has scored six goals, right? So oh, he's, he's got a pretty good strike rate. He's a phenomenal player. And he's got one assist. So for only playing in eight matches, scoring six and, and, and having one assist next to your name is pretty solid. Numbers, but um, but he will he he will not be available. Well, it seems as though he won't be available. Crazier things, I'm sure, have happened in the past. Just depends how how fast he checks himself in and and how serious the um, the issue is. But considering he's had substance abu- abuse issues in the past, that would that tells me that it's going to take longer than uh, than what maybe it would if it was his first time. But I don't know. I don't know. No, and and to be honest with you, I mean, I, I it was it's more like I tell you what his his actual games is is uh, nineteen games and eleven goals and one assist um, this season for for Portland. He came in late into the season, um, but he's a phenomenal player. I mean, he's he's someone that uh, a lot of teams have been keeping an eye um, you know, an eye on. He did very well down in Mexico, um, so I mean. The fact that he's checked himself in before anything's happened and asked for help, I think it's, um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm kind of proud of him. I mean, asking for help is not the easiest thing to do. We see lots of uh, people that go through struggles and don't ask for help and, and you know, one dis- bad decision leads to another. Why um, were my numbers so far off? I don't know. I don't know. What mm. are we doing? I'll just Google them. Yeah, he's, he joined back in early May. I should have so. gone to their, their uh, stat page, which I'm on right now, because they've got some tidy players. They they really do. They're, they're a great team. But the fact that he is missing um, is, I won't say a blessing, because that would be absolutely crude of me to say, but it, it's it's a bonus for, for Real Salt Lake that are, they're looking to 
get one over the, the side that did the double over them uh, well, the, in the regular season. Portland now are going to rely heavily on the likes of Jeremy Ebbabise, who leads the team uh, with 11 goals alongside Brian Fernandez. Um, Diego Valeri, 16 assists, my word. It's impressive. Oh, yeah, he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. And, and there's some issues right now with him extending his contract, with he's going to get the... the Time that he wants, as in the length of the contract he wants. What's Portland the problem there? Well, the fact is that he's thirty-three, going on thirty-four. And what? How many years does he want? Do I think know? he wants two years, and they're willing to only give him one. The one, which I understand completely. You know, um, why doesn't RSL do that? What offer him a two-year contract? No, Carl Beckerman was thirty-six, and they gave him a two-year deal. They gave him a one-year contract with a uh, with an add-on. If he played a certain amount, so essentially a two-year contract, right. but there was certain requirements that needed to be met. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, from my understanding, that was what uh, your general, your former general manager wanted to do was offer the one agreed upon and uh, went back. Um, but you know, I, I don't know all the details, so I'd be speaking completely out of turn if uh, if I uh, went any further with that. But uh, yeah. Uh, and another one that's actually come out of rehab, Adama Diamande uh, from LAFC. He's, he was actually someone that tr- um, checked himself into a clinic as well. He was at the last regular season of the game, uh, last, last regular season game for LAFC. Um, How long was he in rehab? Because he played against uh, RSL last time they were yeah, out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was I shortly think he afterwards. he might have scored. Uh, Diamande, he's their big striker, isn't he? He's the big striker. He's Very played good. the whole city. Yeah, Very yeah. Good. So yeah, I mean, he's out. So I mean, good for him as well. Um, keeping an eye on uh, you know the, the welfare of players around the league. Um, we'll take out one and only time out. We'll continue our conversation about Portland and uh, well, how far can RSL go in the playoffs? All that and more coming up right after this. Welcome back to Lions Den. Tom Hackett alongside Spencer Warren. Hope you guys are well enjoying uh, whatever day it is you're listening to. RSL. Have a bit of time to uh, relax, recover, both mentally and physically. Prepare themselves for the 2019 Audi MLS playoffs, as we now know that they will host the Portland Timbers. By the way, I've got beef with the MLS. Oh, God. Like I, like I think they're foolish. Really foolish, I do. Don Garber, respect him. Whoever's in charge of scheduling, I think they're foolish. So uh, RSL will play on October 19th. It's a Saturday night. Yes. Here at at Rio Tinto Stadium down there in Sandy. And um, we're we're kind of in the middle of fall, right? Preparing for winter. Yes. But summer's done. Uh It's not that warm anymore. And really, like, one thing dominates the sporting market. One thing moves the needle in this... 100% know where you're going with this. In this, uh, in this market. It's college football. Mm-hmm. You've got the Utes in, uh, up there on the hill in Salt Lake City. The Cougars down there in Provo, 45 minutes apart. The Aggies picking up steam up there in Logan as they've had success over the last couple of years. And then, of course, you've got Weber State, Southern Utah, Dixie. There are a number of college football teams here in the state. And I'd imagine, right, don't have the numbers, but I'd imagine most RSL fans are probably fans of some some form of college football team as well here locally. You know, probably a pretty even 50-50 split between Utah fans and BYU fans. Just a guess. All right, don't shoot the messenger. So the MLS 
came out, it was a Friday night, and they said, no, when was it? Anyway, they came out like 24 hours before college football did and said, we're going to play at 8 o'clock at Rio Tinto Stadium on Saturday night. And then mm-hmm. college football came out and said, well, uh, BYU playing Boise State at home. That's going to be an 8.30 kick. Utah's playing Arizona State, arguably one of the biggest conference games left on their remaining conference schedule. They're going to kick that at four college football games, mm-hmm. go for four hours, so that'll end at eight. Uh, mm-hmm. At the earliest, it could well go. Utah State are also at home. Utah State are at home. 8-15 uh, kick. 8-15 kick yeah. against Nevada. So yeah. that's a big sky game. And then if, by chance, you're a Weaver State fan, they fortunately kick off at 2 o'clock against... Thanks, Weaver State. Uh, I can't, it's like Northern Arizona or someone in the big sky. So my point there is there's four college football games, three of them intrude with Real yeah. Salt Lake. Yeah, it, it's... Um, could it could have done a Sunday game. Could have like, done a like Sunday game. Sunday isn't nothing goes on here Sunday. You know there's no college football. The Jazz don't start until the twenty third of this mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Or at least go earlier in the day. Like Seattle and FC Dallas kick off at I think one o'clock mountain time. Could have done a one o'clock kickoff, yeah. Which that means worked. would it means you'd have been back well, in plenty of time for Utah yes. football. Yes, because one o'clock game, it'll end by three, shoot on up there to the hill, perfect timing. Exactly. Because let's, be, let's face it, Utah fans don't show up to games you know, an hour before anywhere. They're showing up right. They're going to be showing up right at four, unless they're tailgate. But most people that tailgate don't even have a ticket to the game. They just, watch they just go to tailgate. They just right? go to tailgate, drink Dr. Peppers and get pissed. Lots of urination going on Yeah, up on the hill. Oh, there's plenty Straight of port, down. port-a-loos going around, port-a-potties. But anyway, isn't that fool? Like, am I yeah. the only one that thinks that's so stupid? Like, and by the way, this is the first time Real Salt Lake have hosted a first round elimination final since I think 2014. I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. I looked at it earlier in the week and I can't <laughs> remember 100% what it was, but it's been a number of years. Now they've hosted finals, but not first round mm-hmm. elimination finals where it's kind of one game and Winner takes all, right? Because once you get into the second round, then you've got home and away's coming into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, for example, RSL went to LAFC, got the job done 2-1, I think, the end score. Demir Krylak, um hit a scissor kick, crane kick, whatever you want to call it, remarkable off the woodworking in. Uh, that was an elimination final. So I just don't know. I don't know what to expect. Nick Romano, potentially last game. At Rio Tinto Stadium. Awesome that we've got them back for one more game, though. Yeah, At really least fun. one more game. But what's the crowd going to be like? Oh, I, it, I, it could be half empty. It could be. It could be. Um, because, you know, there's plenty of Utah fans that they come to, to RSL games, plenty of BYU fans as well. Um, the other schools are a little bit further out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they might want to stick around and watch on TV because it's going to be cold. Right. How much college football say? Anyway, um, I, I'm I'm kind of excited though because we do get it. I'm I'm interested to see where the gauge is at, the needle is at with the fandom uh, in the in in uh, Utah right now because it'll be a great indication. Yeah, I think so, and I think it'll be a good indication for season tickets, um, renewals, whatever you want to talk about with regards to on and off the field with with the organization. Um, I think this is going to to be a a good matchup with regards to your two biggest. College sports um, teams, despite the Cougars not being a- amazing at all, um, but they still draw a good crowd. Utah's going to be drawing a big, a-, a good crowd because Pac-12 is 
I've also heard that great the college game day is uh, has Utah Arizona State, which is the same day that four o'clock kick. They have um, they have that as kind of like a final one of their final games that they're going to look at to choose as to whether or not they come to Salt Lake City for college game day. So if they come, then the game time is going to get moved back to like 7.38 from 4 o'clock. So it's going to be a complete no-show from Utah fans. And because it's college game day, the atmosphere up at Utah is going to be more than what it would normally be if they weren't here. So you may as well just wipe every Utah fan out if college game. I mean, it's just so foolish. The Major League, Major League Soccer is foolish. Like, there's stupid people that run that place. <laughs> Schedule better, right? Do better. Charter flights for the love. Oh You've got God. Zlatan Ibrahimovic at like security lines in airports around the country. Like, come on, man. Come on. I couldn't agree more. One of the reasons these big named folk that come from Europe don't spend too much time over at, uh, in the MLS is, is probably because they get treated like every other normal individual. When they're not. You know what I mean? Like, I come you. on. I get you. So I stupid. I hear you. I'm not, I'm not even arguing with you on this. It's so dumb. Anyway, the other games going on in the West that maybe RSL fans will care about. Number four, Minnesota will host the LA Galaxy on October 20th. That's a Sunday. That'll be an 8.30 p.m. Eastern time kick. RSL Portland, we've talked about it. That'll be a 10 o'clock Eastern, Eastern time kick, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, 3v6 there at Rio Tinto Stadium. It'll also, by the way, be on uh, Fox. Oh, sorry, ESPN News. Yeah. Which kind of sucks uh, because not everybody gets that channel. October 19th, before RSL kicks off, number two Seattle hosts number seven Dallas. That'll be on Fox Sports, and that's a 1.30 mountain time. Yeah, they're not sure if it's going to be one or two yet. With I think they're looking at uh, college games as well. So. Mm. What's going to be going on there? But yeah, I mean, it's so. It's basically the between, the winners between Salt Lake and, and Portland will play the winners of between uh, Seattle and Dallas. Yeah. So what the good news is because LAFC get the bye, uh, they're on the other side of the bracket in the West. RSL is on the very good side. They could go all the. They might not see LAFC until the conference finals. Yes, which is what we want. Oh, baby, is it what we want? Because then. Demir Krylak, you know, you know, right? He's going to pop up and uh, just like put the ball in the back of the net from places where he shouldn't. Next thing you know, RSL in the playoffs, and uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll back RSL against really anybody in the East. It's it's LAFC or bust for me. Um, done when, then, when you done. look at uh, Major League Soccer right now, because the number one seed in the East is New York City Football Club, and they're an okay, they're an okay outfit, but they're nothing like LAFC. Nobody's like any like at LAFC. Right. Uh, Atlanta of last season aren't like LAFC of this year. I think they're that much better. I think they're the best team that Major League Soccer has ever seen. Mm, I'd agree. Hey, against Vancouver, um, yes, that Demir Krylak goal was cool, right? Great ball by Corey Baird. Thank by the way. you. That's what I wanted to get into for a split second. Yeah, that 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 ball was superb. The touch on it. Oh, mate. Woo. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. I mean, the fact that that Kyle has the vision to to knock it out to him. I mean, it's simple, but he plays it perfectly because he doesn't have to stop. He doesn't have to do anything really. He just has to play that ball back in. But the the elevation, the speed of it, the backspin on the ball, oh. The yeah. the the technique he used, right? Because when you see somebody use that technique, it it can be really pretty, or it could go really poor. 
And uh, fortunately, it was really pretty for Corey Baird. That goal came from Corey Baird. There's no doubt about it. Demir Krylak just put, just tapped it in. He nearly put it down the goalkeeper's throat, right? He nutmegged he it in the end. Uh, Demir, if you could put it into the side netting, that would be nice. <laughs> uh, Demir's been struggling the last few games, but this goal, this goal was so huge. And again, he's still playing out of position, in my opinion. But that goal was so huge, uh, and the fact that he uh, played that position, played a lot in midfield as well, dropped back a ton. I think mm. that's what he was asked to do. Um, I hope that does his confidence good, and, and we, he, he starts churning in because when Demir is on fire, hard stuff. Uh, he's really, he really just kind of invigorates the entire team. So fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed. Lastly, Spenno. Yes. Before we get out of here, um, what else does Freddie need to prove? <clears throat> I, I, I think it's how he, how he does in the playoffs now. So he hasn't he hasn't solidified himself as the next RSL coach right now, right? I, I I'm saying that he hasn't. Do you agree? Yes, okay. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think there's more to to happen. That what I am interested in is him having a full preseason and and getting his ideas across because he took over, you know, later in you know back end of the season. He implemented a few ideas though, right off the bat, possession yeah. being one of them. But I mean, and, and it's just minor tweaks though. You can't do whole, you know, sure, sure. a ton of changes. So I'd be interested to see what he does um, in, uh, in, uh, you know, with a full preseason with some of the players that he wants. Does Danny Acosta come back from Orlando City? Because I know they're close. We need a left back. Well, we don't need a left back. We need depth at left back. Yes. Because Donny Toya, and I've given Donny a fair bit of crap. Cracking game again on Sunday. But he actually hasn't been as bad as maybe I've made him out to be. I'll admit. Thank you. Because what happens when I I get on someone is they'll have a bad performance (laughs) and then I'll watch them and they're actually not playing that poorly and I'll be like, he sucks. Like, come on, man. Like, you should have done this. You should have done that. And it's easy for me to say. I've noticed. I've noticed that about you. (laughs) Uh, by the way, tonight, if the if podcast goes out tonight, mm. Monarch's sitting in sixth. They've uh, played a couple, two, or one or two games less than most of the teams around them. They are playing tonight, mm. which is going to be massive. Uh, they are there or thereabouts when it comes to uh, playoffs. They're sitting sixth in the USL Western Conference. Um, so it would be a, a massive opportunity pack the zebra. They're playing at home. They're playing at home. They've been, they've been on. They've been on the road for for quite a while. I believe it's a seven thirty or an eight o'clock kickoff. I'm okay. just. I'm bringing that up. Like, as, can so they just fill it in? Can they just announce Olave as head coach for the Monarchs already? Sure. Like he's taken over and he's done well. He's done okay. He's done well. He's done okay. They were in like fifteenth place when he took over. He's he's, he's done all right. You're not sold. Um. Again, I judge him after a full preseason under his belt. You well, know that, what I mean? Yeah. Well. Uh, and and that's that's tough to do. But yeah, they they're at home. Seven p.m. kickoff. My apologies. Right. Uh, against Orange County. So uh, yeah, crack on. Get on down to Zion's Zion Bank Stadium. Zebra. The zebra. And uh, watch watch your lads. Watch. I'm, I'm interested to see who will be playing as well because I'm sure some RSL players will be coming down. What will the international break keeping them fresh? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Love you see, see Andrew Putner. Though. Bofo. Hasn't been getting minutes at all. Joao Plata needs a few minutes under his belt. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a few around. Douglas Martinez will not be playing. He's Bofo won't be there, obviously, because he's in the Oh, that's right. Media. Sorry, that was full. But we've got Putner, we've got uh, Plata. You know, there's a couple of lads yeah. around. Portillo, they'd like to see as So well. back to Freddie. Yes, back to Freddie, Karen. Quickly. Um, if they make it to the conference finals, is that enough? 
uh, to the Western Conference Finals? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think he deserves a shot then. If he if he can navigate his way past Portland and or um Seattle or Dallas. Seattle or Dallas. You've uh, given it you give it to I him. would definitely give him a short leash. I wouldn't be giving him a, a massive, massive contract, but I'd be giving him a good couple of years to to prove himself. Because there's one thing that I do like about Freddie. And he, and we talked about and you talked about this earlier and and we saw that initially it was just a subtle change a few less long balls and more more of the ball on the deck and more movement it's far more entertaining to watch than balls over the top it's more it's more productive as well I think it suits Albert Rusnak more I do I think it I think it suits um, Corey Baird more even though you can go over the top and use that as an option and they still to chase do that. occasionally oh yeah, absolutely and it's got to play the right ball. But the philosophy of, of uh, ball movement on the ground are much more entertaining for I those soccer fans. Um, right here, gents. Um, there you go. A little buzz for you as we get out of fear. No predictions this week. We'll come back next week, talk about Portland and uh, more in depth what RSL need to do to accomplish a, a victory. It's, uh, again, one game, elimination, winner takes all. Get your tickets, rsl.com. Riot, rsl.com for, for all your tickets. And uh, don't forget kslsports.com, your one-stop shop for all your sporting needs here locally, including all the news and notes from Real Salt Lake. I'm Tom Hackett. That's Spencer Warren. Say hi to your mum for us. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Up the lads. Gosh. <laughs>